favorite part of people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual player RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer, and this week I am joined by Nikki Boylan for a game of Haunted. Haunted is a two-player game for one GM and one ghost, in which a player plays the role of a ghost, someone who is trapped on this world after death due to unfinished business. Their only recourse is to guide the emotions and the actions of people around them to hopefully settle their last bit of business so that they can once and for all rest in peace. It's a really great game. I really love how it works. I love the mechanics. I love the story. I love the mood and ambiance of it. Uh, I was a huge fan of it. I'm really glad we got to play it. And I think you're really going to dig it. You can find more information about Haunted in the show notes. Nikki is a member of Infinity Break Studios and the GM of Legends of Laia, a 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast about a continent torn in half by a dark abyss filled with monsters. The darkness has begun to spill out of the gash. The heroes are tasked with maintaining the balance that holds this fractured world together. I really like Legends of Laia. I think it's a really dope show. I think it's doing some really cool and interesting things, and I think you should absolutely check it out. You can find more information about Legends of Laia as well in the show notes. They also run other gaming events for the Infinity Break Twitch channel, including last month they ran a Hotel California-themed Cthulhu Dark Horror one-shot, which fucking ruled. It was so dope. It was very, very cool. I mean, obviously, I am biased because I love Hotel California, and I love horror, and I love Hotel California used as horror fodder, so, like, I was kind of the target audience, but, like, it was really, really good, and, like, I can't recommend it enough. You can watch that in, like, their Twitch archive. I can't, like, go watch it because it was great, and I really think that you'll dig it. That you can find at twitch.tv slash infinitybreakgaming or as well in the show notes. And on that note, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am so, so excited to be sitting down with Nikki Boyle. And Nikki, thanks so much for coming on Party of One. Well, thank you for having me. So, real quick, at the top of the show, before we dive into some uh, real fun, real spooky action, why don't you take a moment and let the lovely listeners at home know about anything you've got going on that you might want the audience at home to know about? Sure. Uh, I am the Associate Content Director of Infinity Break, where we are telling stories our own way. Uh, I have my own live-streamed D&D campaign uh, that happens every other Sunday. In fact, this upcoming Sunday, we're going to be playing. And uh, so that's my own homebrewed campaign. Pretty much everything is homebrewed. And so we have a lot of fun with that. Very creative endeavor there. And then on August 16th, I'm running a Cthulhu Dark one shot based off of Hotel California. So that's going to be really fun. That's real exciting. I, I Here's the thing, like, Anytime, anytime somebody somebody is doing a horror thing based on Hotel California, it is always good. So that is very exciting to hear. I feel like it had to have been written with like a ghost story in mind, right? There's like, there's no way they were it's, just like, oh, there's nothing supernatural about this. It's it's a it's a weird story about like a cult, and then there's like uh like you know there's they chase an animal with with knives, and then he's there forever. Like that's a ghost story. Yeah, it has to be. That feels like a good segue into the game that we're playing, because, like, that is straight up, like, a haunted house story of, like, I arrived at this place, and then there was a creepy lady, and then suddenly I'm there forever, and I'm in hell, maybe? Maybe it's heaven, or maybe it's hell? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. It's, uh, I, I, I could talk about the, the supernatural implications for the Hotel California for a very long time, but we have a game to play this week, so we'll have to table that for now. <laughs> Only because otherwise it will go on for an hour. <laughs> so this week we are playing Haunted. Haunted is a two-player game for one GM and one ghost. 
the premise in a nutshell is that you are a ghost. Uh, your goal is to move on. You died somehow. There is something keeping you here, and you are inhabiting a space that is about to also be inhabited by a, a variety of people. Um, the nut. Uh, my goal as GM is I am going to in, to bring people into that space. Uh, you are going to observe them and watch their emotional states. You're going to kind of watch them for moments when they show uh, sorrow, fear, or anger. And then as you see that, you're going to collect dice. You're going to use those dice to try and uh, do hauntings, do ghost things. And hopefully between the two of us, we will work out why your ghost is here and why you can't move on. And hopefully uh, we can help your ghost move on. That is sort of our shared goal this evening. So why don't we take a moment? Why don't you, since uh, this is a question, so there's a bunch of questions that you are going, you've privately answered for yourself, such as how did you die? Why have you moved on? Uh, when can you be seen? What do you look like? All of these are questions that you have the answers to, but I don't at this moment. Uh, one question I'd like for you to answer on Mike is where are you trapped? And like, what is the the scene of our, of our supernatural haunting? Sure. So uh, it's, a cabin in the woods, basically. A two-story building um, in the depths of the woods. Uh, it's been abandoned for about 50 years now and has started to fall into disrepair. Um, it's probably popular with urban explorers, that kind of aesthetic mm -hmm. to it. Um, the doors are falling off the hinges. The cobblestone road leading up to it is uh, overgrown with moss and grass and nature. It's starting to fall in on itself, and uh, it has a very eerie vibe to it. I, I love it, and um, it's it's I, I love it. I you gave me that pitch, and I I immediately I sat for about two seconds and went, I know exactly who is pulling up to this house, and that is the first thing that we see as our story opens is um, three cars pull up to this cabin in the woods. Three cars pull up. And out of the first of them, uh, one person hops out. He is um, older, middle-aged, wearing a kind of leather suit jacket type type look, um, dress shirt underneath, blue jeans, uh, is talking on a phone and is like loudly starts walking over to the second car and kind of like bangs on the hood a little bit. And uh, four... Four younger people come out um, and start carrying uh, bags and like large, heavy looking suitcase bags. And they are starting to carry it like towards the cabin. And then like after a moment of this kind of commotion and, you know, banging on the hood and sort of pointing people in directions and people kind of distributing, uh, distributing bags amongst themselves, uh, an older woman steps out of the third car. She is wearing like a business suit and a gray trench coat and kind of quietly steps out. It's kind of a gray cloudy morning, right? Like peak kind of peak horror movie opening scene weather. Right. Naturally. Yeah. And she kind of steps out and like watches all of this unfold. Her shoulders kind of sag. She rolls her eyes and uh, the man in the jacket kind of walks over and Pats her on the shoulder and says, Marsha, Marsha, this is going to be great. This is going to be every bit as good as season one. I promise you. Nope. 
<laughs> and like walks off as she kind of like rolls her eyes again and goes into the back of her truck or her car, like this tiny little kind of like Honda Fiat type car, uh, goes into the back, grabs like a big kind of camping backpack that kind of clashes with her very professional looking like uh, raincoat trench coat. And everybody starts to like carry in their equipment towards the cabin. I'm going to be famous. <laughs> I'm going to be. You're going to be famous. Um, so here is where we get into uh, the first part of the game, which is witnessing. Uh, you are a ghost. You can always witness the world around you. Uh, when you witness the world, you may ask any of the following questions, and I have to answer honestly. Where am I? Who do I see? What does blank uh, hope for right now? Who does blank trust or rely on here? Who feels most confident here and who harbors a secret here? I have to answer any of those questions honestly. You can ask me any other question, but I don't have to answer those if I don't want to. But you are you are a ghost. This is your space. You are free to kind of explore uh, the the people kind of fill the house. The older the uh, Marsha, the older woman immediately kind of like heads towards I, I'm guessing kind of upstairs where kind of like the bedroom areas are. Yeah. She kind of like scopes out a bedroom. Uh, the 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 four younger people, two of them, two of them like significantly younger than the others, probably no older than like 19, 18, 19, are both like carrying these big bags and like look like they've been handed the the illustrious job of lugging in luggage. As like a slightly older woman, maybe like 22, 23, is like kind of like walking around snapping photos with like a big DSLR camera. Chaz, uh, Ch I'm just naming him as Chaz because it's. A, I feel like I feel like the Chaz energy is apparent. Oh yes, Chaz is still on the phone and is like looking for a place to like take this phone call quietly and privately as he continues to like point at folks, like move that there. No, no, that we we need that in an open space. Oh, uh, all right. Well, I'm, I'm. Hold on. Give me one second. I need to finish. I'm, I need to finish setting this up, and then we'll continue the conversation. Okay. Okay. All right, that's fine. Put it, that's, just put it there. We'll deal with it. We'll, okay. And, like, he's clearly, like, trying to direct this whole ordeal while also finding a space to continue the, the phone call that he is actively on at this moment. So where he's does your hilarious. ghost go and what do you witness? All right. Well, uh, it's not very often that this many people are in my space at one time. In fact, I don't think it's happened since before my death. Mostly it's just one or two people at a time and very sparingly. And I've never seen equipment like this before. And um, I am very fascinated by the lady in the trench coat entering my bedroom. Because, um, I mean, I was just sitting here looking out the window, minding my own business. Right. And now now there's and now now someone is in your space. Now someone's in my space. Um, so I will ask, um, who does Marsha trust or rely on here? Uh, Marsha quietly. I think the first thing you see is Marsha like walks into the bedroom. She looks at the bed that's in the room. And kind of like shudders for a moment and goes like, absolutely not. And starts to take <laughs> out like a, a a sleeping bag. I'm like ghostly insulted. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so this is the first moment that I'm going to give you a dice, but I'm also going to put something in your world 
uh, going forward, which is um, you're going to be collecting dice as you witness things. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of leave it entirely up to you. You can kind of call freely when you spot any of these emotions. If you spot uh, anger, you can collect a red die. die. If you spot sorrow, you can collect a black die. And if you spot fear, you can collect a white die. So I'm going to go ahead and say probably take a white die because she is visibly like unnerved at this at this bed that possibly is haunted. So go ahead and take a white die for some fear there. All right. Have my white die. All right. And so she kind of like sits and that like uh, the younger. um, So uh, one of the younger people who hasn't been setting things up kind of pops pops their head in and she kind of smiles at them and says, oh, hey, hey, Ricky, um. Uh, is everything going well downstairs? And they kind of perk up a little bit and they're like, yeah, yeah, Tyler and Kevin, you know, they, they've got, they're, they're doing their setup thing. They're just, it's, it's mainly about finding a good recording space. And, but you know, I, I, that's kind of my job. That's my whole thing. And she's like, yeah, no, you're real good at that, Ricky. Um, does the, she, and she kind of pauses for a moment and looks at them and says, so this is a stunt, right? Like this is, this is meaningless, right? And, they kind of sag a little bit and they're like, look, we, you know, you know, Chaz, it's, he figured if there was a chance for for better download numbers in season two, we had we kind of had to take it. And she's just like starts kind of like mumbling about like it's it wasn't about this in season one. It wasn't a, it was about telling stories. It was about like exploring questions it wasn't about stunts and oh we're living in a haunted house and talking to people like we, we're not a two-bit i'm a, i'm a professional i'm not a two-bit blair witch project maker recorder <gasps> and they and and ricky kind of stops and they kind of lean in they're like yeah well this is this is this is this is the business this is this is podcasting this is what we got to do <sighs> just you know, if you need to, if you need to, if you need to blow up, do it at me because, you know, I'm, it's what I'm here for. Oh, Ricky. I, I feel bad for Ricky. I love Ricky <laughs> and I want to protect Ricky. <laughs> and, and they just kind of like stand back up and they kind of like pat her a little bit on the shoulder and she smiles and like continues kind of laying out, like laying out her sleeping bag and taking out, you know, takes out a picture of her, of her family and rests it on a, on a, on a, a dresser forgot the word dresser for a second. And that's a word that I shouldn't forget. Um, puts, puts a picture of a family on a dresser and kind of like lays out some things, puts down a tape recorder and like a few other, just like accoutrement as she kind of like spreads it around the bedroom, because this is going to be, it seems like your shared space for a little while. Yay. Roommates. Roommates. So I think that answers your question of uh, who does she trust and rely on here? And that's going to be Ricky, the sound designer. She likes Ricky, the sound designer. He is a sound designer. Uh, They are a sound designer. They are a sound designer. All right. So we have Marsha and then Ricky, the sound designer, and then Chaz, the guy on the phone. Yes. Um, Would Would you like to take any dice for that scene? There's probably some sorrow there. Um, she feels, and Ricky, um, it feels like they've lost the feeling. Like they started, when they started out with the show, it was originally to be genuine. And she feels that 
that's no longer what they're doing. I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. Take, go ahead and take two black dice. Um, and if possible, I'd like to follow Ricky downstairs. I'm going to yeah. catch a ride on their sound equipment. <laughs> I love that. I love that. We, with the camera, we do one of those uh, kind of evil dead camera shots where like you thought like the a camera is the is like the, the sound equipment back or like duffel bag. Yeah. And so we follow it down the stairs and they kind of check in and they're like, so this is this is Tyler, Kevin. This is Chaz is going to try and tell you this isn't the best place probably because the ambiance is wrong you know how he is this is the best space it's quiet it is a contained space there's a lot of stuff around they're 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 in probably i'm gonna say like a den or like a study it's one of those areas so there's big like there's big armoires and there's dressers and there's a bunch of like stuff right like this is one of the big couches this is a room with a lot of things in it and so they're like, this is fine. Just set up the stuff here. And Tyler and Kevin both look at each other like, yeah, all right. No, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, all right. Uh, if we do that, can we take a break? Can we go get some food in, in the city? And they kind of like, yeah, yeah, we'll go get food in the city. We'll, we'll take a lunch break. You've been working for half an hour. Like <laughs> wanders off. <laughs> so uh, what? Uh, so I'm in the, the study area now. Yeah, and there is a they have they have set up like a a little desk with some mi- a microphone, pop screen, winds like the whole kind of recording setup. There's some headphones lying around, and like this p- table with all of this equipment connected to kind of a connected to a computer with a little station for Ricky to sit at and like pay attention to levels. Like they've built this little makeshift studio out of this study, and Tyler and Kevin are like haphazardly putting things together. Well, Ricky has my respect. I don't know about Tyler and Kevin yet. They're they're young. Look, they're young. They'll they'll figure it out. They 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 don't need to be here. They've got better things to do on their weekend. Ooh, it's their weekend. <sighs> ah, okay. Um I am I am going to are the cameras on or are they still like setting them up? Um, so the, there, the, the mics, so the, the setup is like live. Like you see the computer screens kind of glowing. The microphones are kind of on, mm-hmm. uh, they're not like on, like they're not actively recording, but, um, they could be turned on if, if, if somebody wanted to attempt to do that. I do. I want to, I want to attempt to, um, make the computer screen start flickering. Okay. Um, Okay, so here's our first haunting. Um, so what's going to happen is, um, from a GMing perspective, to peel back the curtain, um, I have kind of a checklist of op- of uh, things that could happen. Um, so uh, th- I have to look at if it's going to cut off roots of escape, which it's not going to. Uh, if it fundamentally changes something, I'm going to say it uh, it doesn't. I don't think this fundamentally changes something. Um I, 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 and if, does it affect more than one sense? I don't think so. I think this is strictly a visual thing, but it can't, and can it be sensed by every mortal present? Yes. Everybody that's in that room is going to be able to see that. So, uh, I'm going to say, uh, so the, the number of successes you're going to want to roll is one plus perk is one plus what the is one 
plus one per question answered yes, uh, plus a few for judgment. So I'm going to say this is two successes. Okay. And a success is you're going to roll any number of six-sided dice you want, and a result of four to six is a success. All right, let's see if I can make this work. All of them are above four. I have a four, a five, and a six. Okay, brilliant. Uh, So what I'm going to say is uh, the screen is flickering. Um, I think Kevin uh, is going to plug something in and sees that and kind of like starts tapping the computer as it starts like kind of flickering and flashing. Uh, Calls over Tyler and is like, what's what's going on here? And because you rolled one extra success, I'm going to say... Uh, you've gotten exactly what you've wanted. You've started to make the screen flicker and everyone has noticed. You can also do one additional thing of your choice. Um, let's see. Is there a, um, do they have a tape recorder with them? Um, I think I'm going to say they don't, but the, but a recording program is up. So like a garage band or a reaper is up and a recording can be like activated. I want it to start recording apparent, assumedly like start recording on its own. Okay. Yep. And so it, 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 they're kind of tapping like the monitor itself. Like it's, it's, is the, is the battery and it starts recording and that like they, they kind of like jump back a bit because they're like, I didn't touch it. Did you touch it? I, you, you saw that I didn't touch it. I was touching the other. Yeah, I did. I, I saw you touching the laptop. Oh, come on. You saw me touching the monitor and they're kind of like doing a little bit of like slap fighting again with each other. Is there like it <laughs> kind of like, and so they're like, well, just stop the record. Stop. And so they kind of like hit the, the space bar. Does the recording stop when they hit the, the space bar to pause it? Am I, can I say no? <laughs> Yes, you can absolutely. I want them say to try no. a few times and like, just so that they know that it's not like a technical glitch. I think I think that's exactly what happens. I think they step back and they're like, "Okay, okay, that's fine, that's fine." Take computer glitches happen, right? Like it was just it took a while to load. It took a while to load. You're right. Yeah, absolutely right. This it took a while to load, and then they both like stop and look at that laptop and both kind of like creep away as slowly as they can to the. <laughs> Ricky, I'm going to say take two fear dice. Okay, and I think I think the rules say that when I roll every success I roll, I have to take those die out of my dice pool. That is correct. That is correct. So I put one back, basically. Yes. And uh, what was the number? So you rolled four, five, and six. Yeah. You had two black die. Two black and dice. And one white die. So the primary... So... Uh, so the way that it manifests is with sorrow. So let me ask you. So uh, what happens when you successfully haunt is the highest. Oh, it's the highest single die indicates the way your ghost powers manifest. So what die color was that six? Black. So how does how what what sorrowful detail infuses this infuses this technical glitch? Like what what sorrowful thing is either on the recording or a message briefly appears on the laptop screen? Like what sorrowful detail inhabits this this haunting effect hmm my comedy brain wants to say 404 error not found <laughs> but my horror brain says that there is someone crying in the recording um well jeff's brain says it can be both it can so be I both think, yeah I think that's, I, yeah um oh if it says it it says like 
they hit the space bar a bunch and like an error message pops up that's like recording not found and then it starts to play and they hear that they hear that crying. Oh, I love that. And that's what sends them like straight out of the room. They're like, nope, nope, not for us. Not right now. And then uh, they go and they get Ricky and uh, Ricky sits down. And they put on their headphones and they start to hit the recording and they're like, there's nothing here. It's telling me it's telling me there's an error telling me there's no audio recording. Why don't guys like take this seriously? Like if you want this course credit, you can take this seriously. Oh, no, they're doing it for course credit. <laughs> and, 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 and and Kevin and Kevin and Tyler are both like, well, I mean, you're, you're not exactly you're not exactly paying us. And Tyler's like, don't say I'm not. I would I, I'm buying I'm buying lunch and food and I'm 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 doing everything I can to take care of the both of you. Do not say that I am not. The, the, I look. I was an intern, and it sucked, and I hated it. So I'm doing everything I can to not make your lives miserable. I just need you to not make my life miserable in return. Can you do that? Can you do that for me, Tyler and Kevin? And they both step back. If you get us each a pizza, then yes. <laughs> Ricky just like head in hand, just like, all right, get in the car. We will e- you will each get a person, a personal, a small pizza. I swear to everything that is good in this world that I'm going to make it through this week. And they climb into the car and drive like that. The car with the three of them drives off heading into town to get three individual pizzas. <laughs> <sighs> If only they knew what they were in for. If only. If only they knew. Um, so now the study is empty, right? Yes. Yes. Would you um, like to take any dice from that or move on to our neck, move on, to, or continue to investigate? I think, well, I took two fear die from the haunting, right? Yep. Yep. So I don't know. I think that carries on from, okay. out from the scene. Cool. Um, I want to, I'm very interested in this guy. Chaz. Okay. And I want to go see if he's still on the phone. Um, he is on the phone. Um, his demeanor has changed a hundred percent. He is basically he is in like a standing closet. Like he is in he is basically locked himself in the closet. You 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 go through the wall, and like he is hunched over. His all of his like posture and bravado is gone. He's just like no, I know. I know. I believe me. I know. I understand. I understand. Look, I understand. I, I get it. We this needs to be a hit. You know, season one was big. We can do bigger. We can do bigger. We can make this into something. Believe me, we are. This is this is going to be your, the ROI is going to be considerable on this. And I just I need you to 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 take a step back and, and let me do my job because. No, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was over. That was an overreach. That was an overreach. I apologize. I I. Okay. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. Sounds good. I will. I will make sure that we stay on track. We the the seven days is what we've been given. We will not go a day over that. I okay. Okay. Great. Uh, sounds good. Thank. Thanks so much, Rick. Hangs up the phone and like visibly just like, kind of hand shaking a little bit. Puts away his his phone. It's just like seven days. We can we can record a season in seven days. That's 
Stranger things have been done. Bit more demanding productions have been done. We can do that. You can. Your job depends on you being able to do that, and you are a good producer. You can do that. Okay. 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 And he adjusts, and he like bursts out of the closet, like, "All right, everyone, everyone's gone." <laughs> so was that? So he. So I do know what he wants. I feel kind of bad for him. I know he's, uh, we've all been on that work crunch. Oh yeah. We've all been there. We've all been there. Um, and I think, okay, well, you know, I, I I do feel kind of bad for him. Uh, might as well give him, you know, what he needs. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to knock on the wall beside where he's standing. Okay. Now that he's seen that there's no one around him, I want to knock on the wall. All right, and I'm going to say take an extra white die. I think he he's visibly a little bit shaken by like that call. I think I'll, I think I'll let you take a, a a white die for that. All right, that makes sense. All right, so I'm just going to knock on the wall um beside him. How many right. successes would you say that requires? I'm going to say that probably only requires one success because he's the only one here. Right. Okay, one success. All right. And it was the black die. So All sorrow. Right. So what sorrowful you knock on you knock on the door you knock on the wall. He he kind of like sits up and like looks and like kind of like with a very obvious sheen of fake bravado, like is pipes. And what what sorrowful detail is added to that? Well, I knock on the the wall right beside the closet where he was standing in. Mm-hmm. And I, um, like standing right beside him, I want to, um, just a very, there's a very heavy sense of sadness just in this moment. It's there and he feels it and it weighs heavy on his heart for a few seconds for reasons he can't really explain. Before it lifts. And he hears the knock and he feels that heaviness and he kind of like looks like, you know, his eyes are dinner plates for a half second. This is pipes. I should go talk to Marsha. I should go talk to Marsha. And he like kind of quietly like puts the phone away and goes and like uh, peeks into the like you see him kind of walk off and like peek into the bedroom as uh as mags who is the 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 younger woman taking photos is still like wandering around halls snapping photos do you want to go check in with Chaz and marcia or follow mags around um oh man i'm very invested in marcia and Chaz, and i don't know much about mags but i can think of some good evidence for mags to get um let's follow marcia and Chaz. i want to okay. see what they're going to talk about and Chaz kind of like sits down, like he his shoulders are still kind of sagging. He kind of like he plops down right on the bed, like not a moment of hesitation. And it's like, hey, uh, how you doing, champ? You doing good? You feeling OK? You feeling like a uh, feeling like we could do something here? And she kind of is like, yes, Chaz, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling like season two is going to be. What did you what did you say? What did you make me say in the trailer? A uh, uh, a thrilling a thrilling ride, a thrilling look into the forgotten parts of the American paranormal. You gotta fire your, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta like talk to your writing crew. That is, that is a lot to take in. 
And he's like, he's like, hey, you know what? They, 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 they handed over the script. We went through four rounds of revisions. That is the best we could come up with. She's like, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, we can, we can work with this. And he's like, I know I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I know that you prefer to work in the bullpen. I know that you prefer to handle a lot more of this. And I know this is probably a little more theatrical than you had in mind, but I just wanted to make sure that you felt like you were still going to be able to deliver the kind of quality work you delivered before. Cause I think, you know, you made this show a success and I want to make sure. And she's like, no, a, a team made this show a success. Chaz, like Ricky made this show a success. Mags made this show a success. She tweeted every, she tweeted it that her, you know, her tweets went viral every single time. Like everybody made this a success. All I did was sit down in front of a mic and tell a story. So yes, I understand that you feel bad that I am unhappy and you want to come try and assuage my guilt or whatever, but I'm fine. I promise you I'm fine. And I don't need you hovering over me trying to make nice with me right now. And Chaz is like, okay, that's fine. I'm, 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 I'm glad you're feeling okay. I just wanted to give you the check-in. And he kind of hands up a little bit, almost, almost dismissively kind of hands up is like, all right, uh, if you need anything, let me know. Um, I think the, I think the gang is out getting, getting lunch. I'm assuming they're bringing stuff back. Um, shoot, shoot Tyler or shoot Tyler or Carl. It's Kevin Chaz. Tyler or Kevin, a, a note and they'll give you the, they'll get, they'll pick you up something. I'm sure they've got, I'm sure they've got, you know, everything unlocked. Just make sure that they get you something. Cause you're the star. And kind of like walks out like really feeling, really feeling like he did his job. Um, may, I would like to witness um, who harbors a secret here between these two. Um, I think the person harboring a secret is definitely is definitely uh, Chaz. And I think that secret is uh, Chaz like kind of stops for a moment and like. You, you, you're in the hall, you see Chaz, he leans against the door and like Marsha kind of goes back to doing her thing. And when he when he's pretty sure he's out of earshot, he leans against the wall and he's like, if you don't do this, you're fired, Marsha. Everything's on the line, Marsha. There was like eight things you were supposed to say, Chaz, all of them to Marsha, who was right there. <sighs> fuck, fuck, fuck. It's fine. It's fine. We'll, we'll it, it's going to be set. The, the show's going to be great. Everybody's going to do great. It's a team effort. We're all going to be fine. We're all going to be fine. And he like wipes some sweat from his forehead and like kind of just comes back, like goes back down the stairs and like plops down on a couch. Would you say that the, the exchange between them was at all emotional? I would say it was a pretty, I would say there was some, there was some, some, some anger between them. Coupled with probably some some more present fear or sorrow, I, I'll leave it up to you between uh, Chaz, either sorrow that he didn't say anything or fear that he genuinely thinks there's a chance that everyone loses their jobs. I think he's definitely scared. All right. Then right I'd say now. take a white, take a white die and a red die. All right. Um, and I'm going to. So I watch him leave. I float back into my bedroom where I start fiddling with the tape recorder that she has. All right. Um, I'm going to still say I'm going to still say one success. This is still, I think, um, 
one success. So how many dice are you going to roll here? Uh, I rolled three. Okay. I got a three, a four, and a five. So All two right. successes. And so, the highest one was the white die, so fear. Okay. So um, what terrifying... De- so um, what do you accomplish? What additional benefit do you gain from that? And what terrifying detail is reflected in your in your action? Um, well, I start uh, m- messing with the tape recorder. Uh, is the tape recorder like a uh like you know the one from the 90s where you press the button and it starts oh. recording it's got to be it's got to be an it's old gotta school. be yeah it's for the aesthetic mm-hmm. um i press the record button and um it's and um i start trying to talk into it mm-hmm. so what she hears upon playback is a woman's voice but it's definitely not a natural speaking tone enough that it causes you to feel that shiver up your mm-hmm. spine that just something is not right here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. And it's very good. <laughs> and I think um, I think she notices this when she goes to grab it and like, it's already like going, like she sees the wheels of the tape. And so she picks it up and holds it for a moment. And she's like, um, and she hits stop and hits playback and hears all of this and is visibly like, she lets it play through. She gives it like 10 seconds of silence. Like it's, she's, she's, she's holding it. She lets it it like 10 seconds of silence hits record again. Testing, testing. This is Marsha Chang, Production Diary, Day Zero. Just checking in, just moved into the room, just doing a quick check-in. Just wanted to test my tape recorder. Hit stop. Plays uh, just that section again, and it comes through crystal clear. And that's when she, like, drops it, and it, like, almost breaks, but then she, like, catches it, picks it back up, and it's like... I should probably talk to someone about this. It's not, I'm not, and she's like, I don't want it to be Chaz, and Ricky's out with lunch. Hey, hey, Mags? Mags comes, like, not quite skipping, but, like, definitely bopping into the bedroom. Just, like, on a cloud, really. Just having a great day. Uh, Pops, pops her head in, like, what's up, boss? What's good? And without saying a word, um, Marsha plays back the audio and Marsha like almost goes to take a picture because she's like, this is a really iconic shot. Like Marsha Chang with the recorder is like, oh, maybe not right now. What am I listening to? Is your tape recorder broken? Oh, no, that audio sounds fine. Ooh, ooh. And there's just, like, silence. They're just looking at each other and, like, dead silent. She's just holding the, the recorder in hand, playing it again and again. You know, completely, like, blank look on her face. And Mags is just holding the camera, like, around her chest. Like, not really, like, just kind of holding it out in space. And it's like, they're both just, like, listening again and again and again. And um, as they're as they're doing this, I'm looking into like the lens of the camera. Mm-hmm. 
you're you're getting like a great you're, you're looking you're looking into the lens of the camera like you're seeing you're seeing camera if you're looking through the viewfinder you're getting like a great shot of like the side of Marsha's coat and then like the edge of the bed like it's just kind of off into nothing and um do I do I manage to unsettle Mags with my weird voice oh for sure for sure she she was coming in kind of like flippantly and hearing this has has made her stop and like completely like lose track of work and uh she seems to really like her job um the more they listen to it would they maybe be able to make out a word yeah 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 for sure the word that they are able to make out is couch couch um they i think i think it's actually it's mags that's like couch that was couch that was couch uh, that was couch i'm like cheering in the background i'm like yeah she figures it out and like so now now they're like crouching down like in between it like playing it back like couch shit couch go okay okay yeah yeah let's go couch couch this is this is uh, and, and like they they almost burst toward like out of the bedroom towards the towards the the couch in the study where Chaz is currently just like completely zoning out and they stop and they're like this is ridiculous right like this is we're we're not about to and that's when they burst through the door and down to the couch and i think they get down there and they shake Chaz who is like taking sort of a daydream nap they shake him and they start to play the recording and that's when the door opens and that's when kind of everyone else kicks open the door carrying uh carrying six six small pizzas and Chaz is like why did you buy six small pizzas instead of three large pizzas it had to be cheaper <laughs> it had to be cheaper Ricky said that we could each get our own and we figured everybody should also get their own because otherwise that didn't seem fair. <laughs> you know what? Great, great job, everybody. They're great all job. just trying their best. They're all just, they're trying their best. And, and that's important sometimes. So at this point, um, they're all in the room together. If there's any questions you want to ask, they're just kind of all sitting around just swapping stories. I think um, Mags and Marsha are both like sitting on like the the table, the, the chairs that they brought in, like the, the recording chairs. And just like they have not stopped looking at that couch for probably the last three and a half slices. It's very old. It's moth eaten. There doesn't seem to be anything special about it. But that recording for sure said, said couch. couch. It said couch. It said couch. And I think there's periodically moments where, like, they just look at each other and they look at the couch and they're like, "That's is that? Yeah, I mean, it seems to be the only. It seems to be the only couch, right? It's it's got a it's got a bit. No, just just enjoying the pizza. Pizza. I, I can't believe you remembered that. I love anchovies. I can't believe that you remembered that. It's a really thoughtful detail. Um, who feels most confident here? Who feels most confident here? That's a great question. Um. I think it's probably either 
Ricky or in this instance, Mags. It's either Ricky or Mags. Uh, Mags in the certainty that she heard the word couch. Ricky really feels like they are they are professional and they are good at their job and they are capable of like turning this production around. And, and Ricky has not been directly exposed to anything other than hearing some some spooky stories from the interns. So they're they're like, this is going to be fine. This is this is this is the day on the job. If we can get through this, we'll all be fine. But Mags is like even more so than Marsha, who's like trying to enjoy her anchovy pizza. Mags is like laser vision. Now that I know I have her attention. Um, I want to try to cast. Is there anyone sitting on the couch? First of all, um, probably I'm going to say, I think the, I think the interns are on the couch and I think, I think there was a moment where like they went to sit on the couch and Marsha and Mags both went, no, no, no. But like, they were oh. already like <laughs> plopped down by the time they, they tried to speak up. Mm hmm. And now they're like looking at the tape recorder and looking at the interns and looking at the couch and being like, do we tell, do we, we should tell them, right? Like we should, do we do it during lunch? That feels like a good time to do it, right? But there, there are, the interns are on the couch. Okay. Um, trying to think if I could get any dice from that one. Let's see. What do I want to do? Um, I want, now that I know, well, I know that she's paying attention. I want to make it look like so like this floor the um like it used to be a kind of hardwood but it's mm-hmm. obviously you know starting to fall apart the boards are creaky there's like gaps between them um I want to make it look like at that spot like right where the couch is kind of resting above the floor mm-hmm I want to make it look like there's blood coming from the space in between the tiles. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, I think this fundamentally changes something. I think this is unlike the other, uh, record, unlike the everything else. I think this is, there is no way that this doesn't get interpreted as like a supernatural incident. So I'm going to say this does fundamentally change something. Um, I'm going to say uh, you need two successes to make it happen. If you get three successes, everybody can see the blood. If you only get two, then Mag sees it and no one else does. Okay. Four, four, four or more. For if, if you roll four or more dice and get four or more successes, uh, then you can add other other additional details. But that feels like that feels like the difference between two and three. Okay, so I had three dice, mm-hmm. and I rolled three dice, and I got two successes. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, so I think Mags is watching, and, like, Marsha is, like, trying to, like, is, like, leaning in, pizza, like, half-eaten slice in her hand. She's like, so we should tell everybody, right? Like, we should we should play the, we have the, we have it. We, we should, play. and Mags just points and screams. It's like, blood, blood, fuck. And like totally like f- like lean like falls back in this like kind of crappy office chair like the wheels just come out from under her and she wipes out and everybody like stops and looks and she is pointing and there's like nothing there that anybody can see except for her but she's watching this pool of blood fill out now what was your high dice? It was fear. Perfect. That works then. That feels like that feels 
That feels, I feel like a pool, a, a horrifying pool of blood fooling is a pretty fearful reaction. Yeah. That tracks. So yeah, I think she is like up against the wall and like no one else is seeing it. So I think, um, I think Tyler, uh, Sorry, I think Ricky stands up and like they are furious. Like they are take a red die because their their anger is immediate of like, Mags, what the fuck? We spent like an hour setting this up and you just wiped out and I, we got to check. We have to check the computers now. We probably have to recheck all the sound levels. Like, Christ, what is what is going on? And she's like pointing and like Ricky is like throwing up their hands like what the? F-? And Marsha has to kind of stand up and be like, Ricky. Stop it. First off, unprofessional. Second off, <laughs> stop it. We should have to talk about this. And like gathers everybody. I think um, I'm trying to decide. Do I'm trying to decide if Ricky actually stops and listens. I think in this moment they don't. I think they I think they like walk off when they get told off by Marsha. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's 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 Marsha, Mags, Tyler, Kevin. And I think uh, Chaz is, like, coming in from another room where he was on the phone and is, like, heard this whole argument go down and is, like, peeking his head in just in time to hear the recording with the garbled speech and the word couch. And Marsha's just playing it again and again and periodically playing her audio to show that it's not the tape recorder because Kevin asks, like, three times. And Marsha has to keep being like, nope, I'm Kevin, I'm. Kevin, I am trying to l- listen. It's it's here, Kevin. It's here. It's right here. And and finally, like I think, um, I think Ricky does come in and apologize. I think there's a moment where, like, in the middle of one of the recordings, they come in and they're like, "I'm sorry. I don't know why I blew up. That was unprofet." The fuck is that? And like, there's definitely like, uh, there's a moment. I'm gonna say, take a sorrow dice, take a black dice, because there's definitely a moment where. Like, Ricky is, like, visibly, like, upset that they exploded, and they're like, this isn't supposed to be that kind of production, I'm sorry, before they get kind of roped into the recording. But now everyone is gathered around this recording and is hearing this. Uh, Everyone is, and Mags is still just, like, pointing and is, like, now, like, under the couch, like, feeling around as Marsha's trying to kind of corral everyone else. I think the only person not here is Chaz, who is kind of, like, saw everyone kind of huddling around Marsha's tape recorder and just kind of rolled his eyes and walked off. So she's feeling around under the couch? Yeah, she's feeling around under the couch. Um, She would be able to feel a spot on the floor where the floor is slightly raised. Oh. Uh, She feels that and she's like, she kind of like looks at uh, Kevin and Tyler who are kind of like enthralled by the, enthralled by the, the, the recording. Because uh, I think they kind of start needle uh, elbowing each other, and Kevin turns to us like, "It's like the it was it, it was the record the rec- oh shit the recorder," <laughs> and they're both like hitting each other a little bit, and Ricky's like, "Oh, they they did mention a recording. They mentioned it like eight times in the car. They were convinced that a thing happened. I listened, and there was nothing. But and so." Mags like gestures to them and like is like move 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 the couch move the couch move the couch and so they they being being the the interns whose job it is to move things they they dutifully move the couch out of the way. As they move the the couch out of the way, uh, Mags is able to see kind of now that there's more light and it's not obscured by shadow. Um, that 
it seems like the floor was torn up and then very shoddily put back together. I think um, I think Mags like kind of stands up and steps back, and like everyone turns to to Marsha, and Marsha's like, "Mags, go go get your camera." Um, Tyler and Kevin, um, can you check the shed in the back and see if there are, are shovels or anything? Um, there's something under that couch. And I think as all of this is happening, like, I think Ricky is, like, dead silent. Like, they're just kind of quietly, like, they mentioned it, like, eight times. They mentioned this, like, eight times. And I, I, I didn't, I didn't listen. They mentioned like why did I could I could have just listened I could have just believed them and they they were really Marsha puts a hand on their shoulder it's like it's okay it's okay you, why would you why would you listen because we've been making this fucking ghost story podcast for an entire season and we didn't listen and she's like it's okay it is okay I you 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 have to be skeptical of this thing. It, they were all just nonsense stories before. This is this is different. And I think um, they come in with shovels. And I think um, they come in with shovels. They start to kind of like gesture towards tearing up the floor. And they hear, what the fuck are you all doing? And Chaz is like jaw agape in the doorway to the to the, the study. Just like, why are you tearing up the studio? And he starts just unloading. He's like, put those shovels away, you children. Marsha, Marsha, was this you? Are you, are you, are you trying to sabotage my production? And, and I think, uh, I'm going to say take two red dice. Because Marsha and Chaz go the hell at it. Like they start unloading. Does he seem like he he wants to stop them from tearing up the floor? Oh, yeah, for sure. He wants everything um, put exactly back where it was and for production to continue because they only have a week. I want to go up to him and I want to push him. Ooh. Oh, that's good. I'm like, I'm angry at the thought that he, like me getting, I'm so close and he wants to stop them and I need to get him out of here. So I want to, I want to push him as hard as I can. Um, I'm going to say that's going to take three successes. Okay, I'm going to roll all my dice then. <laughs> all right. Uh, three successes, two failures. Okay, perfect. Um, what was your high dice? Um, black. So, so what is sorrow. the, what is the sorrowful detail as you, you know, he goes flying into a wall, like his imprint is in this, in this wall. He can, as I push him, he can hear um, kind of in one ear and seemingly one ear only um, a woman's voice saying, don't. Ooh, I like that. That's very good. That's very, very good. Um, So he gets slammed into the wall. I think that the I think I'm going to give you immediately uh, two white dice. And I think I'm going to add uh, a, a complication for you that I think Tyler and Kevin just bolt. They, they, you know, this was all kind of like 
spooky before, but now they, they both just scream, murder ghost, murder ghost. And like, they are just scrambling in either direction. They are both out one door each. They, they, you then watch them. Like you then see as the ghost, you see them run out the front door and the back door. You then watch Kevin who ran out the back door, run around the side of the house, which makes you wonder why he didn't just run out the front door. (laughs) Meet with Tyler. They both get into like, they both get into a car and like they are just hauling out of there. And the remaining three, Mags and Marsha and Ricky, are just like, Yeah, no, that's fair. They didn't sign up for this. This is this that they're not getting paid for this. That's fine. That's fair. I I would have done the same thing. I was an intern once. Honestly, if I if this had happened, I probably would have made the same reaction. Knowing that I have as uh as the entity created a more positive connection with Mags. I want to have her hear me crying. Okay. Um, As if to express to her that I didn't mean to hurt him. I was just scared. That's fine. I'm going to give that. I'm going to say that's one success. I think that's only I think that's only one success because it can't be. It can it's only going to be sensed by mags. It's only going to affect one sense. It's not going to fundamentally change something and it is not cutting off roots of escape. Okay, uh, I rolled two dice, and I got both of them. One was a four, and one was a six. Okay, so what was that high dice? Um, white sphere. Uh, all right. Um, so she she hears you crying, and I think she, like, pauses. I think um, Chaz is, like, pulling out the phone to, to call the police, and she's like, stop it. Stop it right now, Chaz. And Chaz is like, you don't... F- fucking tell me what and she slaps the phone out of his hand and it like breaks on the ground and he's like well you're well you're you're well that's that's coming out of your paycheck that's she's fun. my favorite human <laughs> and i think marcia's like Chaz, this is this is what is happening you asked for a story and we are watching a story unfold you you said it yourself i am the star i am the reason this was successful and i think uh take a red take a red die as i think ricky they hear they hear those words and they're like, "You fucking said what?" And uh, Marsha smirks a little bit and um, take a nut, take a take a black die as well as um, as I think like his entire crew turning against him. Chaz starts to realize that he's in the wrong a little bit and kind of like sinks away and like doesn't admit it, but like kind of slinks away to let them do what they need to do and. Mags and Ricky look at each other and they're like, all right, I guess. But like by the time they look at each other to go to grab shovels, Marsha is already like tearing the absolute living hell out of this floor. It's not that hard to tear apart because of the age. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it wasn't um, the put back together. It seems like whoever tore the floor up and put it back together was like, oh man, I I can't do this all right now. And just like put the couch on top of it in order to make it look like there wasn't anything wrong with the floor. Sure. And, um, so she manages to tear the, the floor up and there is a little, um, indent, um, in the dirt of the, where a foundation of the house would be, Mm -hmm. but instead there's just a hole there. And in the hole, there is an axe um, with dried blood on it. And the axe is laying on top of a blanket. And 
uh, I think Marsha like climbs down and like goes to pick up both and just hears over her shoulder like, stop, don't. And she's like, Chaz, I swear, gloves, fingerprint. And like, like she like raises up a hand as if on instinct to catch the two rubber gloves or the two like latex gloves that he has tossed in her direction. She's like, glad you're glad you're back on the winning team, Chaz. He's like, this is certainly a story and it's certainly going to unfold. And I think I'm going to make them so much money. <laughs> um, I think they they grab the axe and they grab the blanket and they're like, so what what na- like. So I guess that confirms the ghosts. I mean, like it was just supposed to be like, this is a creepy place. What could have happened here? Um, I guess grab As any records you can find in the place and we'll see what we can piece together. They, um, as she lifts up the axe and then picks up the blanket underneath the blanket, there, um, it, there are bones. Oh, and like she kind of like like uh, take a take a fear dice as she like visibly like leaps back. This was a this was a reporter that never expected to actually come across a murder, and here she is direct like not only come across it, she has literally unearthed it. So she is like backing up, and she is like against the wall of this hole. Ricky and Mags help her up. Chaz is like, well, we should call somebody, right? Like this is this is we should talk to somebody and. And they're kind of like looking at each other and they're like, I think there's a moment where they pause and they're like, I, th- I think, I think we have to. And Chaz kind of like goes up to Mags and goes up to Ricky and says like, get, get everything you can. Every, every book, every photo, every file. We, we can, we can construct the events I know that the plan was to just like talk to people and get an idea. This is changed the production. And Marsha's like, there's not, there's not going to be a production. We settle this. And then we go and we do the season my way. We go, we go back to what we did knowing that whether or not the studio thinks so, whether or not KACL thinks this was a successful project, we know that this was a success. Is that, are we all in agreement? And like Chaz swallows, uh, take a fear dice as Chaz like swallows his terror at the idea of not this production, not going off. <laughs> and Ricky's like, we told we, we, this is not, this is not the story that we tell on air. And Mags is like, um, don't Mags is Mags actually says nothing. And they have to kind of like, jabber in the ribs a little bit like max and she's i'm sorry i was deleting photos did you not see that i was working i'm i'm three steps ahead of you it's fine and she's like done all the photos are gone and Chaz is like all right um i mean you had a file you had a file of of one-off episodes we could probably string a pretty compelling season out of that and before she deletes the last photo can I try to manifest in it? Yes. Okay. I'm going to say that is uh, three, two, two successes. I mean, like you can up the difficulty if you want. I'm talking like full body apparition. I, I, I think that's, I think, I think three is, I think two is the right 
No, I'll say three. I think three is right, because this is going to change everything. This is going to change everything. One, two, three, four, five. Five out of six successes. Oh, okay. Well, if you want to add some additional add some additional beneficial details, some additional things that they glean from this photo, you may. Uh, what was your high dice? Uh, my highest dice was, uh, I got two sixes. So um, one was sorrow and one was fear. Okay. So fear is white. Uh, so, uh, sorrow wins over fear. So what is the sorrowful detail they see in the photo first and foremost? Um, so we'll say that she, she took a picture of the, of the floor, um, like as they started to open it and I appear in the photo and I am a full bodied apparition and I have my, um, my arms outstretched and I, um, the most noticeable thing about me, not only that I'm appearing as, um, like within full detail, not just an orb, not just a blur, but as like the, with human features, Mm -hmm. the most notable thing about me is that I don't have a head. Mm. Mm. I think, um, I think. Mags would drop the camera were she not a responsible photographer with a neck strap securely in place. Uh, it falls and it kind of like it her her whole body kind of sags as this big heavy DSLR kind of like drags her down for a split second, and she's like, "I'm not going to delete all the photos. I'm not. I'm not gonna." And she kind of shows everybody this photo, and uh, Chaz Chaz faints. Chaz is the one that that faints in this shot in the horror movie. This is this is the moment where Chaz faints. Um, and. I think um, what other valuable information, because you got some extra successes, do they do they glean from this? So not only do they glean that I was decapitated and where I'm buried um, and that I was obviously murdered. Mm -hmm. um, The details are they um, there's enough detail in the clothing um, that I'm wearing and to link me to photos in the house mm-hmm. um, as a person who disappeared 50 years ago that just n- no one bothered to go looking for. I love and that. that's where they can start looking to solve my story. And I think that is exactly what happens, right? I think it is that they, they go in and they like, they piece all of this together and like the season, the second season of the second season of the podcast happens. It is fine. It's people. People say that the first season is better and they're probably right. But that's because the first season was made with a little more purpose after everything that happened here today. But like the quiet project is like the the, the four of them, like all like piecing all of this together and like quietly, like gathering the evidence, making these connections like solving they like the murder eventually gets solved i think they piece together the clues of everything that like they pull together everything this full production the the week that they've rented this cabin is spent like you know grabbing every photo reading every letter like tracking they do all of this and they don't record a second of it because it's like we're doing this for our sake not for not for the show Mm -hmm. and i think 
Um, unless, unless there is more that you feel needs to be done to complete your, your mission. As soon as they, in reality, um, what was the resolution was just me being found. I had spent so long in a feeling of being incomplete, of being held here, of being confused, of somewhere in between, I'm not sure if I'm alive or dead, mm. and um, finally being found, and then them going the extra mile to help solve my murder um, definitely helps me move on. And um, I would say that the next time that they come to the house after they've solved my murder, there is no longer any trace of that sadness that Chaz felt when he was here the first time. And everything seems to be at peace. And I think the closing shot um, I think the closing shot, if I may add a supernatural incursion, if I may, if I may, if I may throw a haunting in for you for just a brief moment, I think, um, three cars pull up, um, some time has passed. Marsha is no longer, it, it's now summer and she steps out and she is wearing like a little bit more comfortable clothing. Like she's not quite as like businessed out, but she steps out and like people come in and they start like. Um, but, uh, behind them, um, not like a moving truck, a construction like vehicle pulls up behind them and like Chaz is standing next to her, like Chaz gets out and is standing next to her, but like they don't, the way that their, their bodies are like the way that their postures connect to each other. They're not like, um, they don't feel like boss and employee anymore. They, she just like, so this is, uh, so this is where you're doing it, huh? And she's like, um, you know, I, I felt like with the podcast being where it is, we needed a dedicated studio. And I think this will be a good place for it. And like, she's like, we're going to preserve. And she kind of turns to the she turns to the construction crew and she's like, we preserve as much of the decor, as much of the style as possible. I really just want to reinforce things and also soundproof the study. It's a really nice space for it. Um, my sound designer will be here momentarily. They are. They're a perfectionist, just so you know. They are a perfectionist. They're going to probably boss you around. It's fine. They're going to buy everybody lunch. They've got an unlimited budget. Try to think of, like, the fanciest thing that you could possibly want to eat. Just to, that way we can kind of, like, you know, it's kind of a prank we pull on them at this point. So just just know that. Um, and they step into, and before, like, everything kind of goes underway, she kind of stands in the study for a moment. Um, what... Like, what moment does she see that, like, the two of you make brief contact before you, you, you fade into, into this, into the ether? I want to be, um, there's a breeze that passes through the study, even though the window's not open and the door to the outside isn't open either. And there is a small ball of light for an orb from where I'm sitting on the couch and this time my head is attached and I think uh Marcia smiles and like gives you that kind of two finger salute and is like 
it's nice to meet you. It's nice to see. Nice to see you. And then everybody comes in and it's all of the hustle and bustle of a construction crew of a renovation crew. And she kind of turns around and with a heavy sigh, she starts like talking and we get like kind of a long pan out. We see we see Ricky's car pull up uh, two more completely indistinct looking interns funnel out of the back seat. <laughs> and Tyler pan- and Kevin didn't make it. <laughs> they got their course credit. That's just their, their semester's <laughs> over now. <laughs> and we pan out. We follow an orb of light that slowly like wafts away on the breeze. And that is game. Oh, that was so good. That was wonderful. Oh, my goodness. That was delightful. I'm overjoyed. Ah, oh, that was so much fun. Oh, yeah, it was great. I love, I I love this game. I adore it. I love that, I love that we're working together, but in a way that, like, like, there's points where we're kind of at odds, but we're also ultimately, like, trying our best to, like, work together. Right. It's, it's just, it's very good. Like, the whole structure of the game is very good. Like, I was saying uh, before we got on mic, the, the fact that, like, there are different things that we're both after and we're trying to like find our best way to convey those things to each other is extremely good. Yeah. I really like that part of the game. I I like that. um, It's not like a GM and player so much as it is two people world building. And one of them happens to be a ghost. Yeah. And I, I, I really, it just was great. I love, I liked so much. This was so good. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for coming on the show and playing with me. This was a delight. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm, I'm smiling ear to ear. Before we wrap up, where can people find you and your work online? Uh, I am on Twitter at by underscore rogues, by rogues on Twitter, uh, by rogues, no underscore on Instagram and Tumblr and pretty much everywhere else. And then our... Um, our brand's website is infinitybreak.net, where you can find all of our shows and a whole bunch of stuff that I work on and the rest of my team as well. Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was uh, an absolute pleasure. And for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap things up. Take it, future me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Nikki for coming on the show. That game was really, really good. It went in really unexpected directions, but it also went like exactly where I wanted it to go. I could not be happier with that game. Be sure to follow Nikki on Twitter at by underscore rogues. Be sure to check out Legends of Laia. It's a great show. I really can't recommend it enough. I think if you like actual play, I think you'll really, really like it. I think you'll gain a lot from it. You can find more information about Legends of Laia at infinitybreak.net. You can go to their YouTube channel and watch older episodes. You can listen to the podcast version wherever podcasts are found. They recently retooled the show to be podcast centric, and I think that's going to make the show even better. Head to the show notes, check out Legends of Laia, follow Nikki on Twitter. I think everything here is great. Anyway, while you're on Twitter, you can follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash party of one podcast. Uh, head to our Discord at bit.ly slash party of one Discord. Head to our merch store at bit.ly slash party of one merch. You can support the show financially at patreon.com slash Jeff Stormer. Uh, you can also leave us a nice review on Podchaser. It helps us find new listeners. It makes me really happy. It gives us nice things that we can put on press kits and stuff. It's really, really helpful. And also you can support the other show that I produce every single week, All My Fantasy Children, a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network, in which every episode, my best friend, Intercontano Size, and I take a listener-submitted prompt. We spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. 
and the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, coming onto the show as a guest, or press coverage of the show, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And I think that's it. I think that's all we do here. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember the self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. <laughs>